Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Ian Roberts started his career as a professional rugby league player in the mid-80s. He went on to play for New South Wales in five State of Origin series and over a dozen test matches for Australia. In 1994, at the height of his playing career, Ian came out publicly and told the world he was gay, the first openly gay man in rugby league. Ian retired in 1998 and then went on to study at the National Institute of Dramatic Art. He has over 40 credited acting roles to his name. He performed this story at Riverside Theatres for Sydney World Pride. Well, uh, hello, hello, hello. Um, that, was, that was quite the introduction, so uh, um, I'm a little bit flattered by that. Um, this isn't part of the show, but I, the last time I was here was 35, well, about 35 years ago. I was, uh, I'm an electrician by trade, and I was actually part of the uh, construction company that built this place. <laughs> I mean, and it's, you know, it's literally the first time I've, I've been back and we're in, oh, I know it sounds weird for people, but for me, like we're in Parramatta. Like, and, uh, and I'm not saying, like, hear me out. What, what I mean by that is like, <laughs> no, 35 years ago in Parramatta, you know, you couldn't have had an event like this. You couldn't have had a gay man standing on stage in front of a queer audience telling queer stories at a World Pride event and being celebrated for doing that. You know, we have come such a long way. I mean, we still have an incredible amount. Like, I mean, where did 35 years go, right? Oh, this wasn't what I was going to speak about, but just walking out here is, it's, where did 35 years go? It's like, I think, you know, that it kind of makes, um, I get it, sorry, if I, I feel a bit choked up. Um, 35 years ago, like, I mean, that would have been like 1987, I was playing for South and I could not have presented myself here. I could not have walked around Parramatta as an out gay man. In that 35 years, we have lost so many beautiful people, friends, lovers, relatives to AIDS and HIV. We have lost so many beautiful people, our friends, partners, lovers, who, who have died of suicide. And some of us in the room, and I'm one of them, have actually lost some I, I, I loved who was killed, who was murdered. Uh, they were throwing gay men off cliffs back in 1990s. So we have so much work to do, but I'm so glad, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I do apologize, Maeve, I hadn't expected to say any of that. Um, so I should probably get on with the reason I'm here. Hello, my name is Ian Roberts. My pronouns are he, him. Um, uh, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land um, and pay my respects to elders uh, past and present. This land always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Um, I absolutely 100% will be voting yes later on for the uh, referendum to the voice. Um, so I'm now going to um, talk about something that uh, I don't know if everyone in, in the room is familiar with my background around playing rugby league, but it was this story is kind of what I call the elephant in the room 
story for me. It was really the first time I felt liberated and um, felt free as a gay man in a rugby league world. I'm going to take you right the way back to 1994 and there's a few things I'm going to have to explain to you because for those people who don't understand the lingo, it'll, it'll make the, uh, the story make sense. So this is 1994, I was, um, I was playing for the Manly Warringah Seagulls and I was a form competi uh, front row prop uh, and I had been for the few years leading up to that um, to that year. It was a kangaroo year, it was so uh, they, they picked 26 players who toured Great Britain and France. I made the team, I was a form prop. Um, Bozo, I'm going to call him Bozo, he's not, his real name is Bob Fulton. Bob Fulton was the Australian uh, coach at the time, he was also um, the Manly coach, uh, my, the team I played for. Um, and Bozo, Bo's had like, for those who don't know uh, Bo, I'm just going to refer to him now as Bozo because that's how he comes to mind. So it's Bobby Fulton I'm referring to. Bozo was one of the original immortals, one of the five original rugby league immortals. I don't know what that means to anyone who's not sports orientated, but for a rugby league supporter, that is almost like ascending to become a god in the rugby league world. Um, and he was, he was my favourite player growing up as a kid. Uh, and I always had a wonderful relationship with Bose. Now. Bose is one of those guys, he was old school. I, I think if you'd asked Bose, he passed away last year, unfortunately. Um, but I think if you'd asked Bose up until that point, had he ever met a gay man or a queer person, he would have thought he hadn't. Um, now at the time, my partner Shane, um, and it was the worst kept secret in rugby league that I was gay, because I was quite out on the scene. I was quite open with my sexuality, but I, looking back now, I do regret that I, I thought back then because I now realise visibility is so important. I thought back then that I shouldn't have to come out. That you know, I took Shane to all the functions. Shane was my partner. We had, you know, we used to, we were together. It was obvious we were together. We would hold hands. Everyone knew, but it was the elephant in the room. A lot of the players and the administration, no one spoke about it. A few players did, and when I was always okay with that. I never, it was always accepted, and I was always open about our relationship. But Bose and I had never had that conversation. So. Now saying we're on a kangaroo tour, uh, we play the first test against Great Britain and we're heavy favourites. We get beaten um, by a, a predominantly a 12-man team, there's 13 um, players in a rugby league team on the field for those people who don't know. So they had a player sent off just after half time and they beat us. We were playing at Wembley in front of 100,000 people. They played out of their skin, they thoroughly deserved the win, but I actually played okay. So I wasn't in any fear of getting dropped. My lead up to those, to those games, I was the form front row. Um, There's two weeks between the next test, which was at Leeds. Uh, in the lead up to that game, uh, I played and had a really, I, I uh, was man of the match in that game, so I didn't expect to get dropped. Anyway, one of the rules on a touring team, and this is very important, one of the rules on a touring team is that players' wives and girlfriends aren't allowed to stay in the room with the players while they're on tour. Yes, they can come and visit through the day, uh, have lunch, have breakfast, whenever the team is not together, it is okay. The players' partners aren't allowed to physically stay at the hotel overnight or anything like that. Now Shane, my partner at the time, uh, and we're still best friends now, I love Shane, he is part of my family. Shane, as I said, it was well known he was my partner at Manly. I mean, Shane was the guy, <laughs> Shane was the guy, you know the mascot, the guy that runs around with a big beak <laughs> and the flappy wings doing cartwheels? That was Shane. Right? Uh, like, everyone knew we were together. I love Shane. I love you, babe. Anyway, um, uh, getting back to the story, yeah. So, 
my roommate on this tour was Terry Hill. Terry and I both grew up in the South Sydney area. We both played for South before moving to Manly. Terry's probably a generation younger than me, but very good friend. Terry knew I was gay. He was playing at Manly at the time too. Uh, Terry never had an issue with me being gay. Terry used to frequently come out with Shane and I. He was, he was totally an ally. On the Monday before the Sunday, so I'm nearly a full week just after, we just played the, um, the lead-up game and I'd had a great game. You get a, we get a phone call in the morning and Terry picks up the phone, one of the old dial phones, remember those bloody things? Yeah. Terry picks up the phone, hello? Oh, I'll put him on Bose. Now listen, you don't get a phone call off Bose unless something really serious incident has happened off field or someone's, something's happened to one of your relations or you're getting dropped, right? You'd never get that phone call off Bose, unless one of, it's one of those three things. Hands me the phone. Hey Bose, how you going? Robbo, I need to talk to you, mate. And it's not good. Like, oh, when? Now, mate. Shit, right? Um, so, obviously Bose is, is staying in the penthouse. Um, get up to the 20th floor, and I walk to Bose's room, and his door's ajar, right? There's a bit of a gap there. And I'm thinking, shit. Um, Robbo, uh, hey Bose, sit down mate. Uh, sat on the end of the bed, off he went again. And then he started mumbling to himself, like, I don't know what to do here. And I was getting panicky, like this is now, it, it felt like an eternity. And in the end I said, Bose, stop mate, please, just tell me what's happened. Because I'm thinking something happened at home, someone's been hurt. And he's like, Robbo, never had to do this before mate. Bose, just tell me. Mate, there's been some talk that Shane's staying with you in the hotel. I went, what? He said, mate, there's been reports Shane's staying with you at the hotel. You know the rules. I said, he's not, mate. He's staying in a, in a B&B up the road. It's, he's just popped in every so often to say g'day. And Bose is like, oh, great. That's all I needed to hear, Robert. Oh, great, mate. Oh, oh that's great, Robert. I knew you wouldn't let the team down, mate. I knew you wouldn't. And I was like, oh, but, and it's just, it's, this probably doesn't sound like anything to anyone in this room, but it was such a moment for me because he actually, like, that's what leadership is. It's, it's about having those awkward moments, those awkward conversations and going there. He really dealt with that elephant in the room, you know? Like, I was like, it was the first time I felt validated as a gay man playing rugby league. I mightn't seem like anything, but we're now talking like 30 odd years ago. And, like, I'm getting a bit teary, but it was like one of those light bulb moments for me. It was like the greatest moment for me personally. He was, he was sweating bees. He was, <laughs> he was sweating bees and I was sweating bees. Was like, um, but then uh, as I got up to walk out, as I got to the door, I just stopped. I turned around. I just looked at him. And he looked back and, it, and then we kissed. No, we didn't. Um, and uh, it was just a really nice moment. I just said, thank you, Bose. And, and there was so much more in that conversation than what was actually being said. There was so much more going on. It was what, like, the, mo one, the most empowering moment of my life. And he just said to me, he just looked at me, Robbie, he said, all good, mate. You're a good man. It doesn't, mean, like, it doesn't sound like much, but it's that, that you know, that, yeah. I, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, my, that's kind of my story. I'm so glad I was able I'm so glad I was able to share that. Like, th these are the moments. Um, I've I'm, I'm been so unfortunate in my life. I've been so blessed. I've been so, you know, I grew up, 
uh, I grew up in a very loving family, and but there was a lot of misogyny, um, racism, and, and homophobia. Like there was a lot of talk in my family, but I was it was a very loving family. So it's you know I, I kind of realised it's times like this I I like being gay is my superpower. I'm, I'm no, no, I mean that seriously. I mean I love being gay. I mean I love being gay. It is. Oh. I'm not, and, and I dearly would love anyone out there to just to feel some of that what I get. It really is my superpower. We, we have so much work to do, you know, and this is why this is so important to me. We're, we're creating a, 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 this is free publicity. Um, <laughs> we're creating a pride museum, like, but it's all about education. I really believe our best weapons and our best sword has always been education, education, education. Right from primary school to corporates, we, we need to keep pushing it. We always need to be the adult in the room. We always need to be able to negotiate, to compromise, to flex to bend because we've got to be at the table you know this is where we are this is where we want to be that's progress you know that's that's who we are we always have to be the ones we always have to be the adult in the room or we always have to be empathetic we always have to understand and accept other people's ignorances which is fine because we come from a place of love and I really believe that so thank you for putting up with my ridiculous uh, yeah, presence um, thank you all for coming out today Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates, and follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.